Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHer Con is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. I'd say the biggest advantage is the control. Personally, I like control. That's why I do what I do is because I like to be able to have the control and responsibility for it. Welcome to the Best Ever Show, the world's longest running daily commercial real estate podcast. Our hosts interview commercial real estate experts every day to get you the best advice ever with none of the fluffy stuff. Best ever listeners, welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever Show. I'm Slocum Reed, and today I'm here with Brody Garcia. Brody's joining us from Gilroy, California. His company is KGI Capital. He's a general contractor and a real estate syndicator who invests in distress and heavy value add multifamily properties in the Southeast and Midwest. Currently in the portfolio is 80 multifamily units. Brody, can you tell us a little bit more about your background and what you're currently focused on? Yeah, so the biggest things that I've been focused on is really doing more of the multifamily space. We're primarily focusing on the Midwest right now. That's where we closed our last deal. And then what also, market? What market? It's the Oklahoma City market. Gotcha. Tell us about the deal. That was our first larger multifamily that we closed. And we went through, and that one, it's a very heavy lift, a very distressed property, 1970s build, never been updated. So we're going through redoing all the exteriors, redoing all the interiors, and it's been a fun project. We closed that in about September last year. Nice. So, How many units is it? 72 units. Gotcha. So the bulk of the 80 units in the mm-hmm. portfolio. Well, let's talk about it. Let me start here. It's a heavy lift. Hasn't been updated in roughly 50 years. Is it built pre or post 1978? Pre-1978. That's a pretty important year for building codes. There's a huge difference. I'm in Cincinnati, Ohio, Midwest and older market than Oklahoma City, but you can tell there's a huge difference between pre and post 1978 based on building codes and federal regulations. So that is a heavy lift. You're a general contractor. Is that your work in the Bay Area in California or is that part of what you're doing with this property in Oklahoma? We have other contractors do the work on site, but I like being able to have that construction management skills to help out managing that construction project because it is such a large lift. Gotcha. Tell us about the numbers on this project. You bought it September of 
22. I imagine it was an interest rate that looks decent now, but was not exciting at the time. What was your acquisition cost? What is the CapEx or the renovation budget? And what are you expecting it to be worth when you're done? Our purchase price was right about $4 million, And we ended up getting a, a three-year bridge on it with a two-year extension at a fixed rate. So it was a little bit higher than we wanted. <laughs> of course. What is that rate? I believe it's right about seven, seven and a half-ish, right about there. And is that where your extension would come in as well, or is it variable? That's where it come in as well. Gotcha. So you acquired 72 units from the early 70s for $4 million. And then what's the budget for getting all the work done? <laughs> We're at about 30000 a unit. 15 for interiors, what we budgeted, which I believe we're a little high on that. So I think we'll do pretty well there. And then our exterior is about one and a half. Nice. So let's make an assumption that seems fairly absurd at the moment, but let's assume that cap rates stay the same. What are you expecting to happen to the NOI and to the valuation of the property when you're done? Basically where we're at on this, we're looking at putting about another two to three million into it. So we'd be on about seven. And we exit somewhere around eight or nine. How long is the hold period? We're planning a five-year hold on this project with a two-year stabilization. Nice. Before we dive too far into the weeds, KGI Capital. I get the feeling the G stands for Garcia and you have a couple of partners and you share responsibilities. Within your general partnership, what do you focus on? What's your specialty, Brody? I focus on obviously construction management because I have a contractor background and then as well, asset management and underwriting. So lately I've been kind of outsourcing the underwriting with other partners just because my time has been very busy lately, I but bet. primarily that construction management and asset management is my strongest attributes are. You budgeted 15000 per unit for interior renovations. Are you touching every apartment over the next two years? Is it a proper 15 grand per door? Yes. Awesome. So with your construction management background, I'm very curious for my own experience, but also for our listeners, what do you get for 15,000 a unit? What is the rehab that you're actually doing here? I'd say about for 5,000, that 15,000 is going to be AC for those units because they're old units. So replacing a lot of that. Is that central? No, it's not central air. Gotcha. But, what uh, else are you getting for 15 grand? So for that, we're redoing all the flooring, all the kitchens, redoing all the drywall. We're redoing all the windows, all the exteriors. Inside, redoing all the bathrooms. For the most part, we're just going through and just making that unit look completely different. New cabinets, counters, light fixtures. Gotcha. Not getting inside any of the walls, but touching everything outside of the walls, basically. Yes. Anything that needs to be repaired or fixed along the way, we're of course going to take care of. But for the most part, the bones are going to stay where they're at. For the most part, they're okay. How large are these apartments? We're looking at about three different floor plans. We're looking about 600 square foot to 900 square foot. Gotcha. And then what kind of shower surrounding countertop are the things that people immediately go towards, but even tubs that are being swapped out, the cabinets themselves... How nice is the flooring? Are you guys going high-end here? No, this one's not really a high-end. We're not doing quartz and granite countertops. We're keeping it with a nice clean laminate. 
more of a nicer economy, basically. So we got nice LVP flooring, white cabinets, white countertops, stainless steel sinks, new appliances in every unit with the fiberglass surrounds, new toilets, new sinks. Bertie, that makes a lot of sense. One of the things I've been thinking about personally, within my own experience as a general contractor and as an apartment operator in the Midwest, I've been thinking a lot about how the increase in rehab costs, more so labor than materials, frankly, the last few years, how that should affect, frankly, my buying decisions and the locations that I'm buying properties in and the kinds of properties that I should be buying and what kind of rent bump is required to merit a $15,000 interior renovation budget, frankly. What do your rent bump numbers look like here? On average, I'd say we're bumping about $200 a door to $250 a door. That's where our pro forma numbers are at. I would say with a lot of work that we're doing on these projects, it's definitely going to be some of the nicer units in that area in particular. Remind me, do you have a construction management background from your work in California? Yes. So especially when you talked about labor, that's the first thing I thought about is comparing labor in California to Oklahoma. It's a huge difference. Can you put some numbers behind that? Can you give us some specifics on the differences between what it looks like to pull off a project like this, where you are south of San Francisco in California, and what it looks like to do it in Oklahoma City. The reason why I ask, Brody, is that I'm sure everyone listening to this has some sort of gut reaction to the idea of renovating in California and how expensive it must be, and the notion that it must be cheaper to do in Oklahoma. What does that actually look like on paper? So I would say, first off, just getting the apartment, you'd probably be more in than we spent on probably double, <laughs> at least for purchasing. And then as for construction-wise, I do primarily a lot of single families with my construction company. I do a lot of remodels and things like that, but typically you can't even touch a kitchen remodel for less than 15000 especially on a little bit nicer end. Can you say that number again? A tiny kitchen, you're looking at 15000 One five thousand. Mm-hmm. Not five zero. I thought I heard five zero. That makes a lot of sense. And is that primarily because of the labor involved? Yes, the labor is significant, especially the closer you get to San Francisco, the more people are expecting to get paid and the more that people do pay. I worked for a long time in the electrical trade up in the Bay Area. And even down here where I live at, which is about an hour and a half south of San Francisco, if you're paying an electrician, you're looking at $150 an hour out of pocket. Go up to San Francisco, they only can work seven hours a day. <laughs> you got to pay them for eight. So it really adds to a lot of cost. We'll get back to the show with the first some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. Deciding how to invest your capital is more challenging than ever. That's why it's never been more important to partner with a company with a solid track record and that has thrived through various economic cycles. Companies like BAM Capital. BAM Capital is a trusted multifamily syndicator that has delivered a historical average of over 35% IRR with an average hold period of three and a half years. BAM Capital has never missed a preferred payment, never lost an LP's investment, and never called capital past the subscription amount. BAM Capital is currently raising capital for a fund designed for accredited investors 
targeting a 15 to 20% IRR and a 2 to 2.5x equity multiple to its investors over a three to five year hold period. If you're an accredited investor and you want to learn more about multifamily investment opportunities with BAM Capital, visit capital.thebamcompanies.com. Again, that's capital.thebamcompanies.com. Are you a real estate investor looking to break into the multifamily investing space? Have you heard of MFIN Con happening in Charlotte, North Carolina, June 12th through the 14th? The Multifamily Investor Nation Convention is a place to learn from over 60 high-level apartment investors while networking with more than 700 additional investors. If that's not enough for you, A-Rod, yep, Alex Rodriguez, 12-time Major League Baseball All-Star with over $700 million of commercial real estate assets, will be live and in person speaking at the event. Also speaking is the one and only Dr. Robert Cialdini, the godfather of influence and the award-winning author. I personally love his books. So be sure to secure your tickets to this live in-person event before they're gone. Go to MFINCon.com for more details. Sponsorship opportunities are also available. Visit MFINCON.com today. Use the promo code BESTEVER to get $200 off your tickets. That's MFINCON.com. Thinking about your construction management experience and your background in the trades in California, what advice do you have for apartment investors countrywide, whether they're choosing the market they want to invest in, or they already have a market, and they're looking at a heavier value add, the Oklahoma version of 15000 per interior renovation? What advice do you have to people who are looking to do their own construction management on that kind of project, find their own contractors who are actually doing the work instead of hiring a, just a GC to handle it for them. What advice do you have? I'd say the biggest thing, especially in construction, that I've learned even from small to big is always the adage, trust but verify. <laughs> That's one thing I've definitely learned in construction is I trust people, give them the length of the leash, but always verify, always have the extra check, even with my personal contracting company. I always am checking on my guys, even though I know that you do a good job, but it's always that consistent of that checks and balances. What are the biggest mistakes that you've seen construction managers make? Are they along those same lines? Yeah. The biggest issue I've seen. So even on this particular project, we were running a little bit into an issue with our management that we're helping keep the books on our rehabs. And basically things got a little bit out of hand. And we had to tighten the leash on them. So with that, I would recommend watching the financials. Where are we at on our budget? Where are we at on our draws? Where is that money actually at? Where are the invoices at? Because we just had things that popped up that we didn't even know about. And it became a little bit of an issue. Managing a heavy value add remotely, Brody, you've had this property for seven or eight months. What is the biggest struggle you've faced? I'd say the biggest thing, at least for myself, was communication, is working with a large group of people to coordinate everything and just get that communication down. And just making sure you have those weekly meetings and that things are clear, things are written out. So just that next level of you really need to be a lot more on your construction management compared to when I can go walk down the street and go stop in their office and go talk to them. You tell us what challenges that has created? Yeah, without diving in too much into it, I'd say the biggest challenge is that kind of I spoke about before where there was things that we were basically the left hand was nowhere with the right hand was doing a little bit. 
So we were finding about things a month after they happened or late, things like that. I'd say that's the biggest headache we've had so far with this project. What would you say is the biggest advantage to managing your own rehabs from a distance instead of hiring a local general contractor? I'd say the biggest advantage is the control. Personally, I like control. (laughs) That's why I do what I do is because I like to be able to have the control and responsibility for it. Yeah, I was wondering before I asked the question what you were going to answer, and I thought it would be one of two things, either cost savings or control. Thinking about the control factor, I tend to be a very trusting person, but it takes a while to earn my trust. I say that everyone who touches my apartments either reports to me directly or reports to someone that I hired to coordinate them. So a general contractor adds another layer of trust that you have to have. It's another degree of separation between you and what's actually happening at your property, how your money is being spent that you don't have to have. So it's not just about control, but also about trust how many layers of communication there have to be in order to get a job done. So that makes a lot of sense. I spend a lot of time getting pictures from my guys. I can drive to my projects right now in 15 minutes, but also getting the pictures and actually look right, make it a lot easier. Did you all shop for general contractors for this project when you had it in due diligence, or did you know going in the whole way that you were going to manage the rehab yourself? We did kind of play with the general contractor when we were going into it. We are up in the air with it a little bit, basically how it would lay out. I'd say we went through that issue a little bit with, like how I said, the issues that we dealt with. Luckily, we're all squared away now. Everything's going great. So, but yeah, I'd say we didn't plan on it initially, but now we're just doing it. Do you have an idea of the cost savings for you and your investors having the construction management in-house? Yeah, typically you'd be looking at a 6% savings on that rehab budget of, I think it's about 3 million. So whatever that comes out to. 6% is pretty significant. Yeah, it's 180 grand. Yeah, that's a pretty good amount. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Well, Brody, are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Yes, sir. Awesome. What is the best ever book you recently read? 10X. That book just gets my blood flowing. The 10X Rule by Grant Cardone? Yes, sir. Nice. What is your best ever way to give back? My best ever way to give back would be when I was younger, I struggled and I kind of made a lot of bad choices and was in that not doing so great. So I like to give back to other young kids in that high school age right in there and just let them know that they have potential, basically. Brody, I am going to ask for specifics on this one. With your Oklahoma City 72 unit heavy value add, what is the biggest mistake you and your team have made and the best ever lesson that has resulted from it? So the biggest mistake is we went with a management company that my team had used before, but they were going on their way out and the management just slowly started falling out. They basically started losing team members. And we since then have switched to a new management company. But I'd say that was definitely the biggest thing we've learned on that. And really just seeing how much better management company. (laughs) Try to make this actionable for our listeners, Brody. Were there red flags during your due diligence when you were deciding on the property management company to go with that you ignored about the current company? I think the biggest thing is that trust but verify. We trusted a little too much and didn't verify enough. 
So I'd say that is definitely trust but verify. That makes a lot of sense. On that note, Brody, what is your best ever advice? That's a tough one. My best ever advice, really, I'm just trying to think what I would tell my daughter if I had one thing to say to her. Just really do what you love. I really love that I'm able to do this. I love construction. I love that I get to be a whole part of this. I might do it a little too much sometimes, but I love every minute of it. That's awesome. Where can people get in touch with you? I am not been too great on social media, but I do have my website, which is investwithkgi.com. And then my partner, Alex Kingman, does a lot of social media, the newsletters and all that. So you can find her on LinkedIn and Instagram. Those links are in the show notes. Brody, thank you. Best ever listeners, thank you as well for tuning in. If you've gained value from this conversation, please do subscribe to our show. Leave us a five-star review and share this episode with a friend you know we can add value to through our conversation about remote construction management today. Thank you and have a best ever day. Hi, best ever listeners. Joe Fairless here again. And one last thing before you go, would you like to receive a short weekly email with proven tips from experienced investors, free tools and resources, and a roundup of the week's most relevant news and best ever content? Well, if so, join the community of nearly 15,000 commercial real estate passive and active investors who receive the best ever newsletter. Just go to bestevercre.com forward slash access and you'll get the very next one. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, thank you for listening and have a best ever day.